Hi there, everyone. This is James Eek, and you're listening to a special bonus episode of Warrior's Way podcast, which is episode 101. And thanks for coming out. I have a lot of cool things in the works. Over the past month and a bit, I've been working on developing an online training program that will allow people to train with me virtually through videos, online classes, a blog, and a bunch more, most likely. I have more to tell you on this as things progress and definitely as season three kicks off in a couple months. So tune in. In the meantime, if you haven't yet, head over to patreon.com and check out the Warriors Way podcast videos we have there. And if you would like to support the work I'm doing here on the podcast, please do. Anything you can do helps me keep doing what I'm doing for all of you. And lastly, if you were listening to this when it comes out, yes, this plague is still in our midst. All over the world, people are getting sick, suffering, and some, unfortunately, are dying from it. And this could all get even worse than it has been. Here's what I'm asking you to do. Pretty simple. Be safe, be smart, and be kind. Wear a mask. Socially distance from others. Wash your hands. And if you aren't feeling well, stay home and stay away from others. And if you have a school, I'll be blunt. Now is not the time to have any physical contact with others. I don't care what the guy down the road is doing. I don't care what you yourself might even think. If people have the virus and get others sick, quite frankly, people can and do die. Hopefully, we'll get a vaccine soon or have some way to treat this. But until then, be kind to others. It isn't about you and what you want. What we are talking about is what is best for others. What is best for the greater good. So there you go. Don't let me down, people. Do what is right. Be a good friend. That is the way. All right. Here we go. I woke at 3 a.m. the other night as I've often done in the turmoil of these past many months, and scrolled YouTube for something soothing to help me fall back to sleep. I stumbled upon a conversation with the Vietnamese Buddhist teacher Thich Nhat Hanh and noticed that his retreat center, Plum Village, has an app. I downloaded it and listened to a few of his talks, as well as one by Sister Dang Niem about using a meditation bell. She said it saved her life. The theme of three talks I listened to was mindfulness. The simple, profound practice of becoming aware and truly present in the moment. And how it is only when we do so that we can experience the joy of truly being alive. I've heard this idea many times before, but hearing it that night was different. Largely because I heard it in the context of the profoundly disruptive times we are now experiencing. The beautiful images of Plum Village in the video were a great contrast to the images we've seen daily. 
police killing George Floyd, peaceful protesters being tear gassed, thousands of people putting their own health and lives at risk in the midst of a global pandemic that has, as of this moment, already killed over 500,000 people. None of the great spiritual teachers or leaders I know of actually separated themselves from the struggles of their time. As Sister Dang Yim spoke, her presence served as a powerful reminder of the exceptional quality of being, deep caring, and equanimity that we, cap- we humans are capable of. I briefly fantasized about how lovely it would be to live life in a place like Plum Village, as if serious spiritual practitioners somehow wall themselves off from the sufferings of the world. But none of the great spiritual leaders I know of actually separated themselves from the struggles of their time. Thich Nhat Hanh led protests against the war in his country of Vietnam. Martin Luther King Jr. gave his life to the black civil rights movement. Mahatma Gandhi led the struggle for Indian independence from Britain. And today, Roshi Joan Halifax, like many other engaged Buddhist leaders, dedicates herself to helping the dying and others who are suffering in our world. What makes great leaders is not freedom from struggle, but their wise, skillful, an immensely grounded approach to it. The fact that these great leaders found and find their grounding in spirituality seems a little incongruous at first. People often think of spirituality as not of this world. But this I know. At the most difficult times in life, it has been spirituality a Buddhist teaching, an impulse to pray, a sense of being connected to something bigger than me that has helped me through. So what now? Throughout the tumult of this year, I have wondered what there is for me to learn from it all. One does not go through times like these, after all, without being reshaped by them. So how, I've asked myself, Am I being called upon to be changed and to grow? My sense was it has something to do with spirituality, a shift, a deepening, a different kind of commitment. But I wasn't sure of anything beyond that. Then I heard Sister Dang Yem speaking of mindfulness. Say with a sweet smile, it takes discipline. As a child, I routinely heard my father insist upon the importance of discipline, yet I could see he was a deeply unhappy person. If that was what discipline got you, I wanted none of it. It seemed like a straitjacket that squeezed all the joy out of life. I reacted by following what interested me in this moment and this one and this one, like a puppy tracking smells through the woods. As an adult, I've had to develop a kind of discipline. I even came to see the benefits of it, being an ambitious, hardworking, and curious person with responsibilities not only to myself, but my children. I learned that discipline is essential to achievement. Still, I've had my ongoing struggles. 
I have equated discipline with organization, routine, to-do lists, and schedules. These all have given me a momentary sense of order and direction, but ultimately haven't kept my attention. What I now realize is that for someone like me, a disciplined approach to a predetermined goal will always feel, at least in part, life-sapping, because it is. When the outcome is fixed, even if only in my mind, poof, there it goes, the aliveness of it. It may keep me going for a while, but sooner or later my energy will dissipate or life will deliver a wallop of a surprise. Today a pandemic, tomorrow civil unrest, all here to interfere with our plans. I now see the cultivating discipline for a practice such as mindfulness is life-giving because it engages me in the work of becoming more aware, less reactive, more capable of love, with no fixed end in sight. It is a dedication to a process that can help me become what I am capable of becoming in the context of life as I find it. It offers a way to feel more grounded when so much is up in the air. And for the recognition, I am immensely grateful to have been awoken in the dark. Wow, that's really good. So um, that article is from the Lion's Roar website. If you haven't checked it out, please do. And it's from an article by Lisa Bennett called The Grounding Quality of Mindfulness in Unsettling Times. And this is a great article from a few standpoints. First of all, or maybe least of all, the concept of mindfulness. That idea of living fully in the present that is so important, not just now with the world seemingly going upside down, but all the time. Mindfulness as a practice keeps us sane in unsettling times. It's focusing on the here, the now, and what is real in that. The other is the importance of understanding the work of developing the spiritual aspects of training in life. Without them, we are very much cardboard cutouts of the people we should be. Without them, we are nihilistic. We are looking into that that abyss, and as happens, we'll be swallowed whole by it. The spiritual aspect of training, and whatever that means to you, gives your training far more depth and focus than simply going through the physical motions that in the end might not mean much without the deeper emotional and spiritual aspects. But what I want to talk about, though, is discipline. Discipline is or should be the foundation of your training. It's what it's built on. It is what is going to make you get the work done when the chips are down. It is what is going to keep you on the path when everything and everyone seems to be pulling you off it. It is what is going to make you make it through the good times, the bad times, and everything in between. 
People often ask me how I have managed to write the books I've written, get all the podcasts out there, have black belts in the myriad of different systems I'd trained in, and the answer I give them is always the same. Discipline. You aren't going to get anything done in this life that really matters without it. Let's face it. It is easier not to work out. It is easier not to read. It is easier not to train. It is easier not to research. It is easier just to sit around and get more and more round and soft and indifferent to this life. It takes discipline to train when you have to stay away from people and wear a mask. It takes discipline to get up in the morning and meditate. It takes discipline to spend decades training, honing your art, and just keeping at it when everyone else has left, given up, or gone on to something else. Discipline is the fire that we use to forge our lives into something amazing. And here's the secret to it. Just do it. I'm not joking. Just do it. You want to write a book? Sit down and write. You want to get awesome at martial arts? Guess what? Show up and train. You want to get fit? Here's something that's going to blow your mind. Work out. Then guess what? Repeat it all the time, constantly. Drive yourself to do it. Feed the fire of discipline and it will feed you back. Or you can just sit back. Let life pass you by. Think to yourself, there is unlimited time. That you can do what you want because you are oh so special. Go ahead. <laughs> I know what I'll be doing. All right. Let's hit the question of the week. This is one that came to us from a fella by the name of Cameron. Thanks a lot, Cameron. I want to get back to doing jiu-jitsu, and I really miss rolling. What I want to know is, do you think I can do that safely right now? Well, sorry to burst your bubble, Cameron. No. <laughs> no. Now is not the time. And I don't care what anyone tells you. I don't care if people believe this virus is some joke or something that you will somehow get through unaffected. What we all need to do is keep training, but in safe, social distanced, and protected ways. We are talking about killing off a virus that kills our elders, the sick, those who are simply unable to fight it. And by the way, plenty of people who should have been able to fight it if this life was fair. But life is not fair. So, do not let selfishness, greed, the me, 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 I, 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 rule the day. Think about what is for the greater good. If you do that, we are all going to be able to get back to having a normal existence. But until then, listen to what the actual experts are saying, not what some hack is telling you. 
be smart, be kind. If you can't do that, I don't think I have much more I can tell you or anyone else can tell you. Be safe and keep everyone else safe too. Now, that said, there are plenty of ways we can train and work on our jiu-jitsu or any other type of training or martial art without physical contact with others. It means being creative. And that isn't hard. It's not brain surgery, people. What we need to do is be safe. We need to be smart or perhaps smarter. We need to be kind to people that we don't even know. It isn't about me. It's about others. And it is that simple. And that, folks, is the end of this podcast. So, thank you so much for listening in. If you haven't checked it out yet, visit our patreon.com page and look, or not our patreon.com, but look for patreon.com and look for the Warrior's Way podcast on there. And you'll find a ton of cool videos. And if you love us, support us so we can keep doing this. And maybe, you know, someday we'll be into the 200th, 300th, 400th episode. That's crazy. I didn't even think I'd get to 100. (laughs) Um, The other thing you can do, if you would like to check it out, look for the Eek Academy on Instagram. I don't have a Warrior's Way podcast Instagram account because, quite frankly, I think one account is good enough. But what do I know? But you can find it there. Look for Eek Academy of martial arts and you can see all the cool stuff I'm doing there and I post stuff for both the martial arts school that I have here in Victoria, British Columbia, Canada and stuff for the Warriors Way podcast. It's all in the same place. Um, You can also go on Facebook and surprise, surprise, there is a Warriors Way podcast page there and an Eek Academy of Martial Arts page. So check them both out. And if you like all this stuff that I talk about and you like all these 101 podcasts, you can always go over to Amazon and pick up one of the books I've written. There's A Wolf in the Woods, which is what the last podcast was about. And there is The Warrior's Way book that this podcast is named after. So check those out. And you can get them as ebooks or you can get them as actual old-fashioned paper books. And there you go. So until next time, everyone, uh, be safe out there. You can get back to training, but you just need to be smart about it. We need to think about all those people we don't know. We need to think about others. That's the key thing here. So train hard, have fun, but please be a good friend to everyone and everything on this beautiful planet that we live on. Until next time, take care of yourselves. Thanks a lot.